Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, guys, and welcome back to podcast number three of Big Ten Powerhouse. Um, coming back, we'll be in a little bit of a different format this time, but uh, we have still have some great topics ahead of us. Uh, I'm Thomas Bendit, um, manager of Big Ten Powerhouse for SB Nation. Um, to, uh, yeah, we have two main topics today. We're first going to touch a little bit on the summer league and what's going on um, there. There are a huge hunk of uh, Big Ten players participating this year um, from, frankly, uh, all over the conference. Um, I don't remember the exact number, but uh, definitely more than half of the conference at least has one guy um, participating. Um, so, yeah, the Orlando Orlando Summer League just wrapped up on Friday and the Las Vegas one is in full swing right now. So um, a lot going on there. And then in the second half of the podcast, we are going to touch on um, a recent article I did about the best Big Ten teams of the last decade. Um, should be a little, uh, some fun talk there. But um, before we get started, um, I have one of our writers is on here, um, Drew. Let's see if I get him Going here. Drew, can you hear me? Hey, man, how's it going? Hey, it's going well. How about you? I'm doing excellent. Thank you. <laughs> That's great. Um, do you want to introduce yourself for a little bit? I would love to. <clears throat> so, yeah, uh, my name is Drew Hom. I, uh, I write here for Big Ten Powerhouse and also do a little bit over at SB Nation's Wisconsin website, Bucky's Fifth Quarter. I have not watched a single minute of NBA Summer League action except for the Andrew except for that Andrew Wiggins dunk from today, which was super awesome. And I wish he had I wish he had played in the Big Ten because we could talk about that for thirty minutes and I don't think it would be enough time. Yeah, yeah. Well that's uh that's interesting. I know it's um yeah, it's always a it's always a nightmare trying to find the games if you don't have a uh, NBA TV or um whatever. I guess it's on ESPN3 or something too, some of the games, but um yeah, I guess um yeah, if you if you want to give I guess a little reaction just to um who you think has, you know, the most to gain or most to lose just in the summer league in general um this year. I know there's a there's a couple of Wisconsin guys who are in it. <laughs> there are a couple. I know the uh, the Bucks have Jordan Taylor and Ben Brust in camp. And you know, as much as I love watching both of those guys play college basketball and think they're awesome players, I don't really see them having too much of a future in the NBA. I know we we had a couple of posts 
about Ben Brust draft prospects. And now he does one thing very well. He he shoots and he makes mm-hmm. a high percentage of those. But I uh it's unfortunate that he he's probably a bit too short and a bit too slow to get his shot off against, you know, an actual NBA shooting guard. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's really interesting because I mean you'll get you'll get some of those uh, guys who they'll I mean they'll they'll do pretty well in the summer league and they get it but it's just like you just you know that when they get to the real NBA it's it's just going to be really tough for them. Um, I'm trying to think uh, like Kalen Lucas right now he's playing for uh, well he he's done now in the summer league but um, he's playing for Memphis and. Uh, he actually did pretty well. I I thought he put up some nice numbers, but it was just like, man, I don't know. I don't know about in the, the real NBA. <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess I guess we can. Um, uh, I guess we have to talk about <laughs> the guy who gets all the attention. I've noticed. Um, I've been tweeting out the stats all all week for the summer league, and uh, right by far. By far, the biggest response I get every time is Aaron Kraft. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, so, <laughs> any thoughts on that? That, that? that dude is a he is a lightning rod of conversation. Anytime you bring that guy up, no matter what you're even talking about, people have hot takes about his performance. <laughs> and I know he was he was actually playing for. The Sixers for a bit, wasn't he? In uh, the Orlando he, Summer League. Yeah, he's he's actually one of the the odd people who um he's actually playing for two teams. He's playing for uh, the Sixers uh, in um Orlando, which is done now, obviously. And then um, right, he's on Golden State uh, right now as well. Um, I think uh, Watford from Indiana is doing the same thing, except um. He was for the Pistons, and now I believe Golden State as well. But um, yeah, I mean that's that's got to be tough doing double duty. <laughs> but um, I yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just uh, I actually as a unfortunately as a Philadelphia 76ers fan, I uh, I have been following along a little bit with their summer league performance. I'll have you know they were the Orlando Summer League champions, so. Ooh. Look out! <laughs> Look out! The rest of the NBA. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, but, uh, yeah. What? Or just uh, Aaron Kraft didn't really play particularly well for the Sixers. He kind of did his his normal Aaron Kraft thing, where he didn't shoot very often, and he made you know one out of two shots or two out of four shots, and uh, yeah, I, had a couple um, assists and a steal. Yeah, I had the exact uh the exact same thoughts when I was watching him and looking at, you know, his uh performance and so on, but uh you know, I I the big question mark was obviously offense. I mean, nobody questioned his defense through <laughs> his entire career um for good reason, but uh you know, everybody was worried could he actually score? Can he run an offense and unfortunately for Ohio State fans, I I don't think is answered that question the right way. Um, I just I have a hard time believing he's going to make an NBA team. I think I think a ton of coaches would love to bring him on, but I just I don't think they're going to be able to just because I, I don't think he's shown enough. But um, 
Yeah, I guess uh, the other the other big big storyline, at least from my perspective, for the uh, Orlando Summer League was uh, Mitch McGarry, who just blew up out of nowhere uh, as a Michigan alum and diehard. I I didn't even expect that. Um, he's putting up double doubles and twenty points, and he actually. Out of all the Big Ten players, he scored the most points in the Orlando Summer League, which uh, I did not see coming. <laughs> but um, any reaction to that at all? Well, yeah, I mean, I know that Mitch McGarry missed all the last season, and then he had, you know, the issues that he had. But people seem to forget that his freshman year, he was a really, really good player. Like, people were predicting when he came back to play at Michigan for his sophomore season. You know, they're like, well, Michigan's going to be one of the best teams in you know, not only the Big Ten, but probably the country. And Mitch McGarry was going to be a real focal point of their offense. It, yeah. It surprises it surprises oh. me a little that he was able to come back so quickly from not playing competitive basketball for so long and play at this high level. But he obviously has the mm-hmm. talent to do so. So I don't think that's that big of a, a shock. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's kind of how I felt. The thing for me, though, is it was just like, um, which – I don't know how big how big uh, this was publicized, but um, he he almost he was very limited before the season in practice. So I mean he he came in he played like eight games um, at the beginning of the year. You know most of them against terrible teams, and then um, he had his back surgery or whatever. The thing that just amazed me was just how he could come back from already being down practice time, go through a surgery, come back and. I mean, honestly, he looks like he did during that Final Four run where it was just he's everywhere. He's rebounding, scoring, uh, handling the ball. I mean, it was just uh, um, as a Michigan fan, I was obviously pretty excited to see that. But, um, yeah, he, uh, he he was definitely a bright spot, I think, for the Big Ten. Um, I'm trying to think of who else was the – oh, uh, Devin Marble. He was the other guy who uh, – um, I think I think a lot of people thought he was going to make a NBA team, but yeah, he uh, he had a great um, summer league, and there's there's still mixed reports, but it looks like Orlando is going to sign him. Um, do you have any thoughts on him or his future? I I always liked watching Devin Marble play because I thought he was such a uh, an interesting player because he was so tall that he and he was also mm-hmm. handling the ball that I thought he could be kind of a matchup problem at the next level as a guy who could play he could play a little point guard in a pinch and he could also play small forward because he is you know what six foot six and mm-hmm. I think that a team could use a guy like him who's kind of a, a Swiss Army knife where they could keep him as uh, you know ninth or tenth guy off the bench and he can come in and provide a spark and play multiple positions if uh, the situation warrants. I'm looking at the, the stats right now and his, his last game on July 11th, I mean, he played 31 minutes, shot 7 to 12 for 16 points. Like, <laughs> that's a pretty legit line for a, uh, for a rookie coming in there. Oh, yeah, especially as a, uh, a late second-round pick. I mean, he... Uh... Um, came in, but yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think that's a um, a good take, and just that um, he is he's a he has a diverse skill set, and I think uh, I mean he was hitting the board so hard, like uh, 
I don't know if I missed that or something, but I do not remember him hitting the boards that hard in college. <laughs> but I mean, maybe he did. I maybe I missed it. But um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, he he can score, he can handle, he can pass. He's just uh, yeah. I definitely think he's going to make a roster. I think that's pretty much established by now. But um, yeah, I mean, maybe. I I don't know. He might have an NBA career ahead of him, you know, uh, a decent length one, which is uh, good to see out of a second-round pick. But, um, yeah, I think that uh, those were the big storylines of the the Orlando, at least for the Big Ten. Um, Oladipo did pretty well, but, I mean, he did, you know, as a a rookie last year, so that wasn't really surprising. um, Right, everybody expected him to pick up where he left off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I guess moving on to Vegas a little bit. I mean, we've only had a couple couple days of that, but um, I know so far Gary Harris had that absolutely monster game where he scored like 33, which is uh, yeah, the most I, I that I can find. <laughs> yeah, he just, I mean, he was lights out. I mean, he he didn't quite back it up in the second game. He uh, he only had nine, but um. I mean, to score 33 in your first summer league game is definitely a pretty good sign. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's been doing pretty well. Um, I thought uh, Hardaway, um, he's been lights out. He's been scoring like crazy, which uh, um, a- as a rookie, I mean, he kind of did the – he'll come off the bench score but won't play any defense. So, I mean – uh, I guess it's not surprising right. team score, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of who else. Um, the only uh, thing I, I with, thought... uh... oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, the, the only thing with uh, with Hardaway is like, yeah, he's filling it up, but it seems like he's not doing much of anything else in terms of you know mm-hmm. rebounding or passing or getting even yeah. a steal in two games. I, yeah, I definitely I, – I've agreed. Um, I think most Knicks fans will agree where um, he's been very adverse to defense uh, in his career as a Nick. I mean, uh, I remember, I mean, at Michigan he was pretty uh, – uh, his last year he was solid for uh, on defense, but um, his first two years he he's definitely not the best. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he does pick up on that, but um, – yeah, right now he seems to be like your six-man bench scorer type, which, uh, I mean, like every right, team every, needs it. But, uh, I, I was about to say the exact same thing. Every team needs a guy who, you know, is just out of water and it's an offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, hey, if he, if that's his role, I mean, somebody's <laughs> got to do it. So, But, uh, yeah, I'm trying I, – I think Stauskas and Vonley, I think both of them have looked pretty good considering they were the um, – the top picks this year out of the conference, but um, yeah, I think I think those are the the general storylines so far. The summer league, um, definitely a lot of games still to go, uh, but yeah, I mean, I I know I I I rant about this all the time, but um, I think it's one of the most overlooked things. But I mean, the summer league determines so much of your roster. Um, you do you agree with that, or um, or am I just ranting for nothing. <laughs> no, it it definitely does. It's like, uh, you know, training camp for football. You have all these guys out there trying to impress the coaches, and you can definitely find a solid back end to your roster. 
if you're paying close attention to summer league games, like, yeah, they might not all be on your team, but, you know, guys are going to get cut, and if you can find a few diamonds in the rough, that is what takes, uh, you know, a seven or an eight seed up to a team that gets first round by and could be a real contender. I think it's very mm-hmm. important. Yeah, that's that's exactly how I feel. I think it's, um, you know, it, it may not be as big as the NBA draft, but um, and I, I I'm not going to say it's as important, but um, it definitely I think it I think it's really important to your team and especially um, uh, I know I I've done a few posts where it's you know how many players are in the Big Ten in the NBA. And um, I definitely think it's a big factor in determining how many guys end up making the roster and long-term um, the role of the conference. But, uh, yeah, I guess uh, moving on to the, the next, our next uh, topic, our second half here. Um, I, re- I Oh, I guess it's not that recent. It was mid-June. But um, I wrote a post about the best Big Ten teams of the last decade. Um, have you gotten a chance to – read through that or I ha- glance at I have, a couple, <laughs> I have a couple of times actually. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, I guess, do you have any general reactions to the list or teams you were surprised to see on there or anything like that? Um, as a, as a Wisconsin guy, I was <laughs> a bit surprised to see the, uh, the 2011 Wisconsin team on there. Okay. I, I I remember watching that team, and you know they were they were fine. They were okay. And maybe this is me just being a, a downer, but I <laughs> I didn't think they were that great, and definitely I didn't think they were worthy of being one of the the best teams of of the decade. Mm-hmm. I mean, do, do you remember uh, that game in the Big Ten tournament against Penn State where they set basketball back like 40 years? Oh, yep, yep. I know the game you're talking about. <laughs> I feel like uh, yeah. on, on the strength of that game alone, that team should just never be talked about again by anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's... um. It's definitely like, um, you know, thinking it. The, the thing for me that I thought was the most interesting about the list is, uh, I I don't I think we undervalue how much things change and how quickly. I mean, um, looking at some of these, it's you know Wisconsin's all over, Michigan State's all over, and it's like you know the last couple of years it seems like, uh, you know, Michigan, Indiana, Ohio State, and uh, to see so much Wisconsin and Michigan State, you know kind of surprised me originally, but then I thought about it and I was like, well, yeah, that that makes complete sense. <laughs> but um, it is crazy to think how much the conference has changed since uh, I guess the oldest team on here is uh, the 2005 Illinois. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I guess speaking of, speaking of them, um, yeah, I definitely my thought going in was that 2005 Illinois was going to be number one. <laughs> Um, did you have the same thought, or? Well, I mean, y- y- being a Big Ten fan, you you kind of had to. That team was—they were so good. It was almost—it was almost unfair for them to be in the same conference <laughs> as the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. I um, 
I I've been I did the first round. Um, I got to get the the second round out now. But um, simulating the games um, between the teams and the number sixteen team was uh, last year's Wisconsin team, the Final Four one, and uh, right. they simulated against uh, two thousand five Illinois. I think I just for fun I did it like ten times, and Illinois never lost. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was just like as well, as well they shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, just to think about, because um, obviously last year's Wisconsin team was a good team, and to think about yeah. if you simulated 10 games and you didn't lose once to that team, I mean, oh, my gosh, that team is just so good. <laughs> I mean, they, they um, only lost twice all season as it was. Like, they're not going to lose to last year's Wisconsin team. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it was definitely interesting. Um I'm trying to I'm trying to think of what else. Um obviously I think the um the quote unquote winner out of the schools was probably Ohio State, um having three out of the top four teams. Um Which were you surprised at all by uh what? Oh well, it's infuriating that they had three out of the four best teams in the last decade. <laughs> um yeah, yeah, I uh I probably hold a similar opinion, but, um, yeah, I mean, thinking back, I think the thing for me is, um, when I first saw it, the 2011 team, um, at number two, I, at the top of my head was just, were they really that good? And then I, uh, I started thinking back and I was like, wow, that team was, they were stacked. Um, <laughs> uh, I think you forget sometimes when the they don't necessarily do that great in the tournament and um but yeah man I, I you yeah you guys were actually the ones who beat them originally <laughs> right but that that was the that was a team where where Kraft and Sollinger and uh Deshaun Thomas that was their freshman year right that was um let's see yeah that was that was uh Jared Sollinger's freshman year. They had uh and Diebler was a Buford, senior. They had Diebler, uh Siebert who went to Dayton and made the Elite Eight last year. But uh yeah, yeah I mean um thirty four and two. I mean that's just crazy. I mean I know they only made it to what, the uh Sweet Sixteen. But um I believe so. <laughs> but uh man, yeah, yeah that was a lot that, of Kentucky. Yeah, that was a um I didn't expect to see them that high, but I think it was one of those things where once I thought about it, it made sense. But uh, what else? I mean, I think I think the other thing overall, um, I'll see if you got the same impression. Um, I I definitely felt like the recent years were very represented on the list, and I think that implied just how good the Big Ten has been the last couple of years. Uh, did you feel the same way? Well, yeah, I mean, in the in the top, you know, seven or eight, you had a couple teams from 2013, a couple teams from 2012, and you know, I think it's pretty clear that the last three or four years, the Big Ten has been the best conference in basketball, and this just further proves that point. Like these teams going up against some of the greatest Big Ten teams of the last decade are still holding their weight and are better than most, and I. I think that makes a lot of sense. The the Big Ten has been the best conference in basketball, like I said, and I don't know why they wouldn't be some of the best teams of the last decade. Yeah, yeah. I definitely I mean, um 
I think I sort of had the perception that that was going to happen going in, but um, it definitely, I mean, to see 2013 Indiana, Michigan at 6-7 and uh, Ohio State, Michigan State from 2012 right there above them. I mean, uh, I mean, even last year with Wisconsin um, sneaking in at the end. And last year, I mean, uh, the Big Ten was just as stacked as it has been, but a lot of people considered the top end a little weaker for the Big Ten. And to see at least one of them still make it in there was, uh, I think, speaks to the strength of the Big Ten, at least recently. Um, yeah, it'll be... Uh, It'll be interesting to see if they can keep up the trend um, next year. With uh, obviously Wisconsin is in pretty good shape, but uh, <laughs> it'll be interesting for some of the other teams to see if they can keep that up. Um, I'm trying to think now. Did you? Was there, was there any team that you felt like deserved to be on the list that didn't make it? Uh, you know, I I don't know. I, I think it, 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 it's tough to to argue with a list like this just because it is pretty thorough. You went 16 teams deep. Like, that's a, a pretty mm-hmm. good representation of the last decade. And, you know, mm-hmm. ha- having a team like last year's Wisconsin team sneak right in there, even though, you know, they were a good team, I think that is just, you know, that's right there at the bottom of the barrel of, you know, best teams of the decade. And so I, I, I really don't think there were too many teams that missed out or should feel snubbed because they didn't make the list here. I, I think it was a pretty solid list. Yeah. Um, now, I, I will say, just because our, our other manager, Brian, um, had brought this up, and uh, unfortunately he can't be with us tonight. But um, So I will just raise this point just because I know he would have raised it if he was here. Um some of the Purdue teams with uh, Hummel and uh, those guys, uh, I, I can tell he was definitely surprised that at least one of them didn't make uh, the top 16. Um, I'm not sure how much I feel the same way, but uh, I know there were a few people who um, had said they were kind of surprised not to see at least one of them sneak in. Um, I mean, outside I, of that, I, I... Oh, go ahead. I just... I, as a Big Ten fan, I I don't care about Purdue. I'm glad none of them made the list. But as, as a basketball fan, those those teams with, with Robbie Hummel and Jawan Johnson and Etwan Moore, the fact that they could never get it all to click at the same time mm-hmm. is it's just awful. I, I feel I feel almost as a basketball fan just robbed of what could have been. Like I feel like that team could have done something really great. You know, because they, they stayed together for, you know, three or four years and just Hummel kept getting hurt. And that's just, it's a, an unfortunate situation. And don't tell Brian I said this, but I am I feel bad that Purdue never made anything in that uh, collection of players. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, it's definitely an unfortunate situation. Um I think in terms of accomplishments, I don't necessarily think they deserve to be on here. But um, I don't, again, like you said, I don't, that's not really their fault, though, just due to unfortunate circumstances. Uh, the only other team that I was a little surprised not to see on um, the list, but uh, this was just pure, um, I think, recency bias or something, you know, just having watched them uh, 
last year's Michigan team just because they, they won the Big Ten by three games. So I was kind of – I was surprised originally not to see him on there. Um, I think the thing that honestly probably kept him out was that uh, that early season loss to Charlotte. Um, if they didn't have that, I think their Ken Bond score would have been high enough to, to sneak in. But, I mean, I don't know. I didn't calculate it out. But uh, that was the only one that popped popped into my head when I was looking at it. Um, outside of that, I mean, I thought it was pretty – pretty representative um and definitely it was it was kind of cool to see at least some of the um a relatively good dispersion i mean ohio state and michigan state and wisconsin kind of dominated the list but uh at least illinois was on there and uh michigan and indiana at least each of them got a team but uh yeah i guess i guess that's uh that's about it with the uh <laughs> that post um uh, so yeah, any uh, any final thoughts about the list before we uh, end the show for tonight? Yeah, just any team that anybody thinks was deserving to make the list and didn't, they should replace the 2010-2011 Wisconsin team. I really, <laughs> I just want to wipe that year from the Badger history books, so we never have to talk <laughs> about that Big Ten championship or the Big Ten tournament game against Penn State. <laughs> Uh, I'll have to go through and just use the the Microsoft Paint spray paint and just wipe it out. <laughs> I mean, the score of the game was thirty six to thirty three. That's that's a middle school basketball game. <laughs> uh, at, le- at least we found a way to bring up <laughs> Wisconsin Penn State Big Ten tournament game. But uh, all right, well, thanks for calling in, Drew. Um, it was uh, of course. A lot of thanks fun for talking. having me. Yep, it was it was a blast. And uh, for everyone else, thanks for uh, checking us out. And we will be back hopefully relatively soon to chat some more Big Ten hoops. But all right, guys, bye. <laughs>